0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One.
1: Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last. Offer NSA thirty one twenty.
2: Does
0: anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go.
1: I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's where there's a meal
3: for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. ba ba
4: What's up, everybody on the Collider podcast feed? Lots of uh, changes and news for you guys. So, if you're listening to this. Look, here's how it goes. Movie Talk's pretty easy. Movie Talk, you got Movie Talk five days a week. You got Mailbag on Saturday and Sunday. And Afterthoughts, the Collider Afterthoughts with Jay Williams and Snelling. That is also on the Collider Movie Talk feed. Collider Heroes, you got that twice a week. John Schnepp breaking down everything in the latest and greatest in the world of comic book movies. Check that out. Two days a week, make sure you subscribe to Collider Heroes, Collider Jedi Council. I am on that every week, talking Star Wars. Go to the feed, Collider Jedi Council, and get that. Now, we also have my show, One on One with Christian Harloff. I have long-form interviews with people, breaking it down and just having conversations about everything going on in their lives. Go and uh, check that feed out. But the two things I really want to talk to you guys about today are... Collider, uh, the Collider Factory. Collider Factory is something where we, are, we put all these shows in there. For you guys, if you're listening to them, we look at the downloads and we say, wait a minute, maybe eventually this thing can have its own feed. But right now, the three things, we have some great shows in there. If you go to the Collider Factory, we have the Collider.com podcast by Matt Goldberg and Adam Chitwood. Um, the guys from Collider.com have, give you their unique takes on the world of film and things going on inside of it. Collider Body Slam. Collider Body Slam is our wrestling podcast. John Roca, Aaron Turner, and special guests come in. Sometimes it's Jay Washington, it's myself, and we break down the world of what's going on in WWE, NXT, other things happening in the world of professional wrestling. That's a really fun show, and that's in Collider Factory. But the big news here. Collider Factory is now going to be the home of the movie trivia Schmodown. That's right. Two days a week, our popular movie trivia show with a hint of the WWE aspect to it. That will be on the Collider Factory feed. Go there. And if you want to get it, do that. And after the the show, the Schmodown rundown, Frank Janish and Brad Gilmore will also now live in that feed. So make sure the Collider Factory is your destination for all those fun shows. Last time, Body Slam, Collider.com, The Schmodown, and The Schmodown Rundown all on the Collider Factory feed. It's a lot of fun stuff for you guys to digest on your work, on your right to work or at the gym. Do it and let the English see you do it. That's from Braveheart.
0: What's up, sweaties? Today we're going to get really spoilier. We're going to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp, the brand new trailer. We're going to talk about Avengers Infinity War Fun and some more Venom. Is J. Jonah Jameson going to show up? Come on! That's right, J. Jonah Jameson is part of the Daily Bill. No, wait, is it Daily Black? No, it's not. Lesbreak, you better read that stuff, Spider Man. Let's go. Yo, it's episode 241. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I'm with Koi and Marquia. What's going on, guys? Yeah, oh. Excited to talk spoilers. All
3: good. Finally, to I talk know. spoilers. I want
0: to reiterate this. If you're on a podcast, driving, calmly, thinking about stuff, but you still haven't seen Avengers Infinity War, get thee to a theater, fool. What's going on? It's been a week. Um, sorry, we're going to talk about spoilers, so come back after you've seen the show. Uh, we resisted for an entire week. It feels like a week and a half. We've gone. We did not ruin it for anybody. And now we're not trying to ruin anything. We're actually just trying to have fun talking and talk about the film. And uh, starting out, we're going to talk right away, which unfortunately is going to have some spoilers in it. But hey, guess what? Ant-Man and the Wasp we're going to talk about that trailer, which literally just dropped. So mm-hmm. dropped on Tuesday, but we're taping the show on Tuesday, so you're seeing it now in the future. We're going through that time travel machine. So
1: <laughs> um, check it
0: out. Like, So the newest trailer dropped. We've kind of been guessing for a while that Ant-Man and the Wasp is was going to happen before Infinity War, mm-hmm. but after Civil War. So, yeah, it seems like everything in the trailer is kind of leading up to they don't necessarily say it in the trailer, but you get that feeling that that's what's going on because mm-hmm. government is after them. They're doing a bunch of missions. they got the team back together. So, what are you guys' initial thoughts? Coy, let's start with you. About I Ant think it Lost. looks
5: so much fun. Uh, I love the the giant man use. I love that the opening is very comedic. I love that the Ant Man corner of the Marvel Universe is so. Wacky, and this trailer is so wacky. Like yeah. the giant salt shaker, the, the use of comedy and tone, and then the, the the button at the end where they're like literally measuring. Uh, I really just think that they captured a tone in this that they weren't able to do in the first one because the first one established the world, but it was in between directors. Like you felt like yeah. Edgar Wright's thumbprints on it. You felt like, you know, the thing evolved into what it was. I'm excited to see Peyton Reed's vision of his own. Peyton Reed is a hardcore comic geek. I want to see Peyton's Ant Man. So yeah. this felt like more comedy. This felt like they're leaning all the way in. And the trailers. Showed us like what we love about that corner. So I, I can't wait to dive back into Ant Man.
0: Yeah, if Peyton Reed had to do a Marvel tryout to direct Fantastic <laughs> yeah. Four, because originally he was, gonna, he was up to, for directing Fantastic Four, he yeah. was gonna yeah. make it. He had drawings, he had the script, everything fell apart. He got Ant Man. I think this is his Marvel tryout for like look, I could do humor with families and it's like cosmic scale stuff. we got the quantum quantum uh, realm. So um, yeah, more humor is a good thing especially after Infinity War. We need to laugh. We need to enjoy life. We need to have a little bit not <laughs> um, that deepness. That, oh. We
3: need to soothe that wound. <laughs> yeah, so Markeia,
0: did this soothe the wound for you?
3: Yeah, I mean this is what a buddy cop rom-com type of a thing going on and I really enjoy that because uh, we, we kind of forget because we get so ravenous about like, oh, what's the next thing? What's going on next? And there's this beautiful, like, fertile land between Civil War and Infinity War that this is completely having fun with and i really enjoy that i want to know like you know when they go into uh microverse does does that affect time Mm -hmm. because they are so incredibly tiny will it speed it up will it slow it down will they come out on the other side of infinity war because of their limited amount Mm -hmm. of time and they're like oh wow we could have helped but now we can't because we didn't know we were trying to save michelle pfeiffer
0: (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Speaking of
3: Michelle so,
0: Pfeiffer, she is not in this trailer. We yeah. have not no, seen not Janet so. yet. Yeah. They had another shot of the quantum realm, where like you know, Edward Pena is talking about these guys get tiny and stuff, or, or whatever. It's like. That's what I remember. I don't know who mentioned the quantum yeah. realm, but I think he was talking about Ghost, and you know she's got this power now. She's trying to take over the world. I don't necessarily even know what Ghost is really trying to do. I thought she's just a criminal mm-hmm. robbing banks, but maybe she's you know is she could team up with Thanos. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, true. right. So yeah, I mean, I love I love that they've introduced the Goliath project. I wonder mm-hmm. if you know if they're the co- comparing sizes. I don't know if Goliath is going to towards the end just hey look a hundred feet. You know, yeah, really, we don't know what's going to yeah. happen with that. I,
3: I hope they kind of have. Have a flashback sequence with Lawrence Fishburne as Goliath. Have yeah. <laughs> they have to. I just, I just want him standing outside of a circus tent. If I could have that. And just like
5: <laughs> growing to 21 feet just yeah. fighting to get there. And everybody's like, ooh. Well, I talked to uh, David Desmultian at the red carpet right. and he was saying, uh, and I got to talk to Peyton Reed too about the, the shape of the movie and they were saying that it's a lot like Astonishing Ant-Man nice. where there's the security firm and they've, they've assembled a team and like it's its own little corner and Astonishing Ant-Man if you haven't read is so funny and so self-aware and apparently... Man they while making the movie wanted to incorporate that meta-ness. So I think this is gonna have more winks to the audience, a lot more comic references, a lot more of that by like how much they're letting them do. Because I think after Infinity Ward they know we need that yeah, like they, we need to breathe we, again.
3: We need Cousin Ignacio. We need Michael Peña. Yeah, Michael <laughs> right. Peña in this trailer. Yeah, we need kind of like a lighter version of, I don't know, Riggs and Murtaugh yes. kind right. of thing, but with superpowers. Look,
0: as long as we have another scene with Peña explaining stuff that other people <laughs> said. I mean, I, could, I could watch that all day. I want three <laughs> scenes. Peyton, please. I, uh, I want three. Uh, we got two in the first one. And this is really, it's a welcome breath for me. Like It's like Avengers Infinity War is uh, is uh, is thick it's a, a big movie it's yeah. like uh, there's a lot to uh, digest there's a lot of stuff it's uh, there's uh, don't get us wrong it's very funny there's like moments oh, yeah. of levity throughout the entire film i mean you're laughing and crying at the same time so <laughs> literally it feels like ant-man and the wasp is that kind of like we're just going to have some fun this mm-hmm. is the marvel mm-hmm. universe the way it kind of should be when you're dealing with characters like this especially the way they've developed ant-man with paul rudd you're going to have some fun and you're going to have that back and forth. I liked it. it was like you go low, I go high. It was like, what do you mean? I got wings. <laughs> I mean, just things like that that are feel very natural yet we're dealing with superheroes. Anything stick out in the trailer to you
5: guys? Well, I feel like the Infinity War felt like an annual. Uh, Infinity War felt like its Definitely. own thing that you you had 18 individual comics to read, so so Infinity War made more sense to you. Yeah. Ant-Man feels like an issue and Ant-Man feels like you can just dive into it. And I really like that this trailer specifically, the first one felt like a Paul Rudd, comma Ant-Man movie. Mm-hmm. This to me feels like an Ant-Man movie starring Paul Rudd. I'm excited to see a movie that feels like a comic movie yes. has that bigger scope but features Paul Rudd's comedy. So, this trailer actually has me more excited for it than I had been to date. Like now I'm much more excited For this movie now.
0: Definitely. Uh, I was going to say, Kevin Smith also referred to it as like a giant size annual. I like, I mean, (laughs) it definitely does feel like the Avengers, if any, were all of these movies, everything that Marvel has done, especially for us comic readers, has felt true to the comics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As very different from other adaptations of both Marvel and also every other realm of anybody who's made comic book movies these movies uh, really kind of go out of their way almost to like, look, we're going to adapt that scene from the comic book. We're going to take these moments. We're going to bring these panels to life. Mm -hmm. What do you think about this Ant-Man and the
3: Wasp? Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, Just one thing that I hope is that I hope that they continue with uh, the strong villains that Mm -hmm. they've been having lately. And I hope that Ghost is a strong villain or at least a strong um, uh, hench person Mm -hmm. for whoever the actual big bad is. And I just really want that, especially with the one scene in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp where it, almost seems like it's a time where she discovers like a new subset of our powers, yeah. or maybe she's discovering that she has this now where she's just waving her hands right. and is phasing in and out. And it's like a uh, great, so this might be something that was done to her. Kind of a thing. It's like I I just want them to explore that side. I love the comedy of it and I want the comedy, need the comedy, but I also don't want them to um, go short on their villains.
0: Definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing what Ghost is all about. Yes. Uh, We are going to get like a flashback movie with Captain Marvel set in 1991, which Mm -hmm. eventually will have to come up to date to get us to Avengers 4, Mm -hmm. which is. After the events of Infinity War, I want to remind everybody we did a full-on spoiler special. It went up last night, yesterday, or actually Monday. Um, it's a spoiler edition, whereas me, uh, Burnett, Amy, and Jay Washington, we got sweaty. We talked for over an hour about Avengers Infinity War. We got really deep about it. And even with, like, I think it's hour 10, there's still stuff we couldn't talk about. I had a list of notes. So I was like, damn it. Didn't get to that. Get to that. And so because, you know, we just can't talk for three hours. We could. But that's just not how it goes here. But you know what? I do want to mention. So definitely watch that spoiler special. It's available right now. Get drenched. But we're going to talk a little bit about because... Koya Marquia did the non spoiler edition with the (laughs) non fun (laughs) edition, where it's like, here's all the things we can talk about. (laughs) Yeah, it's like literally like restraining your brain before Mm. sentences come out. One of the tougher episodes I've ever done, I I could definitely say. Especially because you
5: were kind of already in shock
0: already immediately following the movie being in a
5: straitjacket of emotion and then not being able to
0: speak. Uh, uh, A straitjacket of emotion. (laughs) A beautiful term for the non spoiler edition, which is also something you could watch, but you wouldn't be watching that because you're watching this. Right now, and this is spoiler territory, son. So here we go. We're gonna we're gonna before we get into our Twitter questions, which we've got a ton of, uh Mm -hmm. thanks for sending them in, and they're all great. So sometimes sometimes weeks go by where I'm like, oh, there's about here's fifteen or twenty, I'll pick these eight. Sometimes there's fifty, and I'm like, yo, I gotta now I must pick delicately. And (laughs) so thanks for all the amazing questions. Um, let's talk a little bit about Avengers Infinity War. And guess what? We're going to get into some spoilers on territory. So if you're in the middle of a donut, and you're but I haven't seen it yet. Turn this off and go see the movie. But I, I'm guessing that you've seen you've seen the film. You're watching Heroes. You know we're talking about it. So sorry, we're talking about it. Let's get into it. What is okay. your favorite scene or scenario from Avengers Infinity War? Koi?
5: I loved <laughs> that we earned, over the course of three Thor movies, the moment where he builds Stormbreaker out of freaking Groot Mm. and lands back on Earth with the Bifrost he summoned himself and lands and then saves the day because that moment felt like it was not only earned in Infinity War it felt like it was earned through three Thor movies and then Infinity War like that moment was the first time I cried in the movie Mm. among many Mm. Uh, and it was just pure happiness I don't know that I'd ever felt that strong of a comic visceral emotion of pure happy and I'm not like Thor isn't even my guy so the fact that they were able to do that with Thor I, I openly wept in the theater at pure like oh good norse god of thunder like everything just felt so right so when that moment landed from that point on the movie was just perfect for me like the movie had already been yeah and then that was like and then i kept that was the happy tears and then every time something sad would happen i would have this pit open in me like these holes like spot was living inside my body and i was just having so that was necessary to have those highs and lows so that was the biggest high so i think that that moment stood out as, as the peak of like, oh, there's good, and then just broke my heart.
0: Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love the Thor... Storyline, yeah, is, you know, especially like they've you know taken from uh, other other films that cross cut between his here's, here's on this planet, here's this, and they were cutting back. So it's like him and and Sweet Rabbit and Groot <laughs> oh, no. all hanging Rabbit. out together and they bonded. Like, there was yeah. that bonding moment where Thor was really talking about, like, I've everyone in my life has died and I'm going to get revenge. I fought you know thousands of people, Thanos is just the next one in the line, yeah, all yeah. that kind of badass. Like, Thor is a warrior you yeah. know almost mm-hmm. swore um, but <laughs> it's like, I'm trying not to swear that much kids so you know what I mean but I'm glad you brought that up because in the trailers we saw that scene where he's holding the hammer and everyone's reacting to it and they cut that out because why because it has so much more impact when you just see the, yeah, hand, just the hand and you, hand. you know that Stormbreaker is alive and and, and Itri, Dinklage says, look, this is going to have the ability to summon the Bifrost. Yeah. It might. And then, oh, it does. And Thor, obviously, he gets a robotic eye back, So, and he gets his hammer back, kind of undoing the stuff that happened in Thor Ragnarok, but not undoing the cool pluses that everything that Taika yeah. did it was like those are like look he's got he knows he doesn't need the hammer but the hammer is something that he's accustomed to and used to and he does need it to beat Thanos it's, yeah. you know, he, it's, so, it's
3: a, it focuses his power which yes. is uh, exactly what it's supposed well, to do like and how saber. about like all of this happening so then we have that moment of meet my friend tree
5: <laughs> like, <Yeah. Ryan laughs> Groot. The comedy. I am Steve Rogers
1: yeah one of it was cats. so much coming
5: it together was at once, gorgeous. and Banner yes. being like, oh, "You guys are so screwed." Like, yeah. like, the, the comedy and the action in that moment was like peak Marvel. It was tons of storylines coming together. It was so Excellent. much beautiful action. And then when he charges, like, "Bring me
1: Thanos!"
5: Yeah. Like, you feel ah, oh, that movie. I need to see it again right now. Yeah. What's your favorite scene?
3: Okay, it it has to be, and it's it's amazing because also not my guy. Mm. Um, I I love the arc of Tony Stark mm. that we have through Iron Man one through three through <laughs> through the, the you know. Civil War and Age of Ultron, and then you have it here with Infinity War. And I think here is when you actually see the man that Pepper Potts always knew was there, Um, and you also see how freaking tired he is. Mm. It's like he goes from this man-child, billionaire, playboy, like, uh, yeah, I can be a superhero. Someone has to be a superhero. I'll be the superhero kind of a thing to where it's like, well, I'm, I'm in a tough spot. I don't want to call the person that I basically was my best friend and, well, not best friend, one of my really good friends. And I can't contact him now, even though this is end of times kind of a thing. And then he has to rely on, he has to rely on this kid who, mm-hmm. let's be honest, is the closest thing that he has to a son figure. Yeah. Totally. And he's the closest thing to a father figure for this. And then you have to go through the whole thing where he, he's he got to this point where, um, and you know, in like original Avengers Where he got to the point where he's like, yes, I will sacrifice myself for the world. And then when you see an Age of Ultron, it's like, I will sacrifice um, the democracy of this group for what I think would be best for the world. And then it gets to this point where it's like he would again sacrifice his life and he does not understand why Doctor Strange would give up an infinity stone for his life and like that conflict Mm -hmm. that you see with him when he is and then at the end when he is stuck on Titan with Nebula and just the dust of heroes around them I felt that moment so
5: hard so my theory for that moment, my question for you is do you so when he says we're gonna like this is the end game now, I think when he saw those fourteen million realities, oh, yeah. Tony Stark is the only one that could save the day. Yes,
3: there is something that Tony he saved Stark he definitely does.
5: sacrificed a stone. I think yeah. those
3: fourteen million six hundred times Tony's the Tony guy. Tony died. Okay. I think in that, and then in that one time, when, and the only way mm-hmm. that could save Tony's life was giving up the Infinity
0: Story.
5: So we're
3: on the same page. So yeah. Okay. Something yeah. that Tony so, well, does helps us win. The general, general
0: storyline of Infinity War is about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all of the heroes have to sacrifice themselves in some way, shape, or form. Thanos doesn't. Yeah. Thanos, Thanos sacrifices his daughter. So it's, mm-hmm. But he loves nothing. So, so except, sort of, <sighs> I don't really think it's love you know it's, it's a, I he think doesn't it's the understand the closest thing love. that it's,
3: monster could possibly yeah. do love cuz i mean it's interesting that no no real sacrifice on his part no. the one the one person that he was somewhat possibly close to he did well he had a problem with it but someone. he still i wouldn't call threw that the, i wouldn't call that off, that's, that's a
0: religious gun. type sacrifice where you're actually murdering someone else it's not yeah. giving up of yourself
3: when you can sacrifice other people like that to that scale. Right. I mean, we're talking trillions upon trillions, half of the universe. That that wow. So that I, goes I beyond feel everything. like he did
5: love Gamora. I feel like that was the one. I I feel like there was actual love there. Because uh, like the flashback and the child. I and
3: think I think that he loved what he felt. um He put into her. Yeah. He loved the reflection mm. of himself it's that like, he saw. Because like, like all the things that it's you not hate. real love. Me.
0: It's not. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, not like nah. love like we feel. Yeah, people. that's what I mean. It's like you know, like. You know, it's Donald and Ivanka. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like some creepy style stuff. That's what all I could really say if I got oh, it. Oh, comments! Oh, I just I just smelled YouTube. Yeah, no, rude. I'm just like saying that's you know, bad. if you got to get creepy, that's what, it's as creepy as it gets. Yeah. So it doesn't get creepier, and that's in real life. So um, let's yeah. see,
5: let's see that moment. So, that moment, the red freaking skull.
0: Yeah, let, let's talk about. what I'll say yeah. my favorite moment is actually the the coming together of all the heroes both on in Wakanda mm. and on Titan, to fight Thanos and to fight the 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 Black Order. And I feel like those two scenes, the way they crisscross cut them and then finally the arrival yeah. of Thor, whatever you want to say, there's like a combination of scenes that went on for about 20 minutes, which just literally like, <laughs> I was like, oh, like in a glazed, like I'm in some kind
1: of comic book heaven. You
0: know, it's like literally I feel like, you know, there's so many highs and lows in Infinity War, but it delivers in such a way that I didn't expect, and that's one of the most fantastic things that I have to be so happy about. Like, we're talking about spoilers now, but Mm. I'm glad that so many people refrained Mm -hmm. after they saw the movie and even before, like, we saw it a few days after the premiere. There's all these people who'd seen like clips and other things, even 30 minutes of it, mm-hmm. like the week before, who didn't release spoilers. So, I mean, and that's the way movies should be. You should mm-hmm. be able to go in. If you don't want to know about a film, you should be able to avoid it. Unfortunately, social media, there's a lot of trolls out there who's like, here's a list of things that happen. It's yeah. like, those people suck. But mm-hmm. Hey, but guess what? For every cool 1,000 people, there's only, always one person that totally sucks, yeah. and they'll ruin it for everybody. So you got a million people. There's a Hundred people who suck. So it's like it's literally it's like those odds of those people are like I hate myself. I'll spread the hate. You know, it's like sorry you hate yourself. You know, but luckily a lot of us were able to go in unspoiled. Mm-hmm. And you know, even if you saw those trailers, all of us, watch, I watched every nugget of anything popular <laughs> that was put out. Even then, I was like they're showing too much, but I can't stop. It's like it's like if you're an addict, you're like oh my god. So, but they didn't spoil anything. Mm-mm. In no. fact, they misdirected on purpose. Thor still had his eye patch. You're like yeah. when he's hanging how, out with how it, about-
3: Hulk in the yeah, trailer. Yeah. The what? That's not in the, running, not in like, the yeah, movie. No, because he can't. He can't do it. He can't make it happen.
0: If everyone
5: shared was made for us to mislead. Like I love that they made like a million dollar
0: shot. Yeah. Well, you know what I love? Someone was speculating online that that shot is actually going to be in Avengers four. When, like, some time thing <laughs> oh, swirls around. I don't think so. I think it was really literally like, a, here's a cool shot that kind of so, so, come, puts all of everything together for yeah. you. And it's not in the movie. I wasn't even mad that it wasn't in the movie. I mean, there's a yeah. moment when Thanos shows up and he's just beating everyone up. Oh, and you're like, he's, like, he, he's unstoppable. That, and Scarlet Witch. Oh, was oh. just
5: like a scene just it was small? rough. And then, yeah. I mean,
0: the movie gets rough. Where you're, you're, there's nothing you can again. do. <laughs> there's, like, it's literally you know he's going to get that stone. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's the thing about Thanos, which in this movie they really did really well. I mean, Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige and everyone involved in sculpting this film did such a great job of creating a villain who has been kind of peripherally seen over the last six years. At first Mm -hmm. it was a head turn, then he had a couple of scenes here and there floating around. Yeah, Yeah, commanding Ronan. (laughs) Yeah, introduction of Gamora, Nebula, the daughters of, of, of Thanos. And you sort of knew a little bit about him, but this was the big, you know. This is the, like this was like a lot of people are saying this is Thanos' movie. I disagree. I think this is a movie about the Avengers fighting Thanos, and in order to make that happen, they had to establish Thanos. Yeah, they had to establish him. Like you can't just have him show up at the end and be a, a weak ass villain. Yeah. And not only did they establish him really well, you could see. His methodology, which I totally disagree with, but mm-hmm. it's like the well, you know, there's all this, you know, we have to keep half of we have to, I have to kill half of everything so that we can keep the, you know, uh, you know, our half can flourish. Yeah, yeah. Because,
3: because, dude, okay, so I have all of this power. Sorry, I just have to. Uh, I have all of this power. Oh, I know. I'm going to kill half everybody in the universe, as opposed to I'm going to quadruple the food supplies or right. have a, you know, because same power, same power <laughs> that you'd be able to do that with. You're
0: absolutely you know? right, Mike Marquis. So sort of like, <laughs> oh, my resources. Here's a planet full of resources. <laughs> Yeah. You just come to and
5: here's it. the technology but I yeah. love that they were able to in one movie do the Netflix thing I love that in a movie in two and a half hours they were able to do that thing where you felt as much about the villain as the heroes yeah. like, we were able to understand Thanos to the point where that anyone can understand genocide mm. like we were able to understand this man's methodology we don't agree with it but we were able to go oh I see that he does in two and a half hours like we all cared about Thanos to a point and that's yeah. incredible because it was a completely CGI fabrication. Like yeah. Josh Brolin's, that was, it was just, I believe in It's so
0: some of the greatest CGI I've ever seen. Like right. what pulled me out of... Uh I believe it was Rogue One Was mm-hmm. that fake Tarkin. Where yeah. I was like, here's humans talking to, about... I was like, And some people were like, I couldn't tell it was fake. Well, unfortunately I can So it was like, it ruined the movie for those yeah. moments were just like, anytime they'll show up, I was like, I have to look away. Because when I lighting it, and stuff. It's this. just off. Okay. This was perfect. Even and in stills, yeah. like right
5: behind you, that looks like.
3: Exactly. It's like, it, it was so good. They made us care for this like corduroy face monster. Yeah, yeah. You know? that was a I monster. mean that that was a thing.
5: And and the Red Skull looked better
0: than ever. Yeah, let's oh, talk yeah, about yeah. the Red Skull. That, that was a me, big shock and surprise. <laughs> well, it was a great it was nice. a great re- a great reversal where they didn't bring in Death, mm-hmm. but yet he is Mister Death. They, yeah, they replaced him mm-hmm. with a lot of other things from the comic books, and also made that come full circle once again. We mm-hmm. saw him disappear at the end of Captain America Yeah. Yes. Vendor, and now they're like now he's in charge of the Soul Stone, but he can't have it. So it's like mm-hmm. that ultimate power for years. Just been sitting there waiting, you know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, and that grimness of hit, of the Red Skull literally becoming the face of death. Yeah, it's, it, it's a perfect way. I know it wasn't Hugo Weaving; they got a voice. Yeah, Ross yeah. yeah, great work, man. So I feel like uh, a lot of other things—the first introductions to all these different characters, introducing each other to themselves, like Tony Stark versus Doctor Strange, both <laughs> egotists, like really coming at each other, and then ultimately yep. kind of coming together. Yeah, he's like um, saving
3: your reality. A lot of you people, have, yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A lot of people have been saying like the end of Infinity War ends with the original Avengers still alive. So that is going to be – Avengers 4 is kind of going to be their movie where they have to go back in time, trace through certain things. We've seen that they have to go through time. I don't know if it's like using Tony's computer. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know how they're going to be doing that, if that's in reality or if there's some kind of like Wong is using some – ability that he learned to like Mm -hmm. some fragment of the time jammer who knows who knows what it is but you know we have to wait a whole year thanks marvel but uh (laughs) it's not that bad so you know what let's get into some twitter questions Mm -hmm. and the first one right off the bat comes from john b uh he had a pretty dynamic uh crazy graphic he says john i just had this sent to me i don't know if i believe you john b i believe somebody sent it to you can't believe it's real i don't either but i am super sweaty after seeing it And a huge part of me wants it to be real. Check out that graphic. It's real tiny. So if you're watching this on your
1: phone, (laughs) I guess
0: you're screwed. Um, But... uh can we make that graphic any bigger, Cody? Yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, there we yeah. go. It's a little bit bigger, but look, I mean, I'll, I'll list them off for you. It's Spider-Man Academy, Doctor Strange, Illuminati, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Black Widow, Leviathan, The Mighty Thor, The Fantastic Four, The Wasp, Escape from the Microverse, Black Panther, Secret Empire, Spider-Man Dimensions, Nova, Captain Marvel, and the Valkyries, Ant-Man versus the Masters of Evil, Warlock, The Thunderbolts, and Avengers. Um... Hey man, it's cool list. That is never yeah. going to happen. You, yeah, that is so much. Yeah. <laughs> I
5: love that. So so yeah, so <laughs> sweaty,
0: so weirdly deep. It cuts, like, yeah. like, yo, know, you're going from video games, strange limited series, Deadpools and Thunderbolts. Yeah, There's a Deadpool
5: yeah. like logo in the Thunderbolts?
0: It yeah, most definitely yeah. is. Thanks for you mentioned it earlier, and I was reading it. Yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> bolts. that's right yeah. it's literally yeah that's like very sneaky sis uh, <laughs> yeah and then Avengers X you know is that so X-Men, X? I'm assuming oh yeah you're right could be X-Men if, yeah. if
5: Deadpool's and Thunderbolts then X-Men are in Avengers at that point yeah right? so this is a <laughs>
0: definitely super extra sweaty weird list of, of you know hey if this was if this was mentioned at Hall H you know Marvel's not gonna be at Hall H but then all of a sudden they're like secret panel and you're like, what is the secret panel there's a big thing Kevin Feige walks up people start fainting and freaking out
5: they do it in Ballroom 20 so yeah. we're not even expecting it yeah. they, they not even do Hall H they're like oh, some secret panel he
0: Ballroom just has 20. like a crumpled up piece like of like a poster which is this which wow. throws it and lazy wearing a cloak of a,
5: <laughs> he's not wearing a hat
3: no yeah.
0: one recognizes him yeah, no or he's like look him.
3: under your chairs and everybody pulls out that specific oh, poster that'd be
0: amazing so you know so so, so we've got the speculation has already started. And so we, we've got a, a pretty long wait, I think, to find out what Phase yeah. 4 is going to be. Um, my guess, I was talking about Avengers being Avengers uh, Annihilation, um, Avengers. Uh, I had a couple of different guesses. But mm-hmm. you know, the more I think about it, the Avengers Assemble would be a great title. I wouldn't be mad at better than Avengers disassembled. So (laughs) what do you guys have any ideas, different ideas after not having seen infinity war? Is it going to just be called infinity war two or is it going to be infinity gauntlet? Are they going to keep that infinity? Because it technically will be a part two. Yeah. yeah, Now I, I, I was completely wrong when I was like, "Thanos is one and done." Hell no, <laughs> <laughs> I love Thanos being Returns. wrong. That's what's so fun about speculation. People are like, "You yeah, were wrong." It's like I admit it. It's like, <laughs> and it's good. It's good to be. I don't yeah. want to know everything. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's good to guess. And it wrong. was amazing. It, you know, I was guessing it would end with the snap. Well it almost ended with a snap. Yeah. It mm. technically kind of ended with a snap, but then we And then the see, fallout of Yeah. Oh a lot of God. people turn into ash and like what <sighs> like people that you didn't expect to see disappear, disappeared. But then you sort of like, realize Yeah Well, I one. mean, the thing about all the people who did disappear is it's mm. leaving like like I was saying, the core Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the sacrifice which both of these films are gonna be about is that all of those characters that were left are gonna die. Yeah, if they die yeah, for real, I, I think they're know. gonna die for and real. And all the pre snap are gone. All pre snaps are yeah. out. And here's the thing. Vision, if you notice, when he got his head thing pulled out, he turned into that grayish-white Vision. Which which is in the comics. That's on brand. And Banner said, look, Mm -hmm. we don't know if that gem is everything. It's like, well, you have a little bit of me. You have a little bit of Stark. Mm -hmm. You have a little bit of Ultron. So I feel like the Vision will come back, but it will be missing some elements. And then,
3: you know, Shuri had him under the machine for a while. I mean, uh, I believe there were six... Uh, things that she was trying to figure, out. Yep. she got down to the, like the last two or three, yeah. I believe. So mm-hmm. maybe some of Vision got transferred into her machine. We Absolutely. don't know. It's we Wakanda know. tech. Gamora, and, she's like in
5: and he's in Wakanda with Shuri, who's still alive. So if anyone's yeah. going to bring Vision back, yes, it's,
3: we that's that's Scarlet confirmed. Witch got dusted. <laughs>
0: Scarlet Witch got dusted, but once again, yeah. that's after the snap. So that could all those after snaps can be reversed. That we already yeah. know Spider Man's coming back. They're shooting his movie. <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> they already be like, "Hey, we're shooting a Spider Man movie." Hey, yes, he's coming back. So we know ben some Riley people clone Know, know, right? It could a... be like Miles Morales. would <laughs> <laughs> are like, what? Yeah, yeah, we've been lying to you.
3: There's going to be a Black Panther too. Nobody says no to that much money and that right. much of a cultural impact.
5: But what if? How crazy! And this is not what I think it is. What if Black Panther two is Shuri, and what if Spider Man two is Miles? Like, what if these deaths stay? Can you imagine if the biggest upset of our generation was? Oh no, no, no! The ones that turn to death, they're staying dead. Like, can you imagine if we had a one and done with Spider Man, a one and done with T'Challa? Well, like, these characters oh we God. love. I'm even, not saying it's even that
0: it's even not. worse. But the second Spider Man takes place before Infinity They anymore. do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, we're doing four more Spider Mans. They all happened before that Infinity War. That one like, <laughs> <was> year <very> <laughs> he was very busy. He was very busy. He's going to France. He's doing a lot of. I stuff. I mean, there's no yeah, way he it happens. Raven. Yeah. You you this whole thing. thing. yeah. What if Scarlet Witch uh, is affected by this, and House of M is in play now with the virgin? very good. Good call, Roka. Roka said, "What about House of M? Like when?" The, I mean, because we know something is going to happen in, in Avengers 4, and I think a lot of those heroes who are left are going to have to do that ultimate sacrifice, whether Stark is wearing the Infinity Gauntlet or Cap wears it or Nebula wears it. Someone, is, they're going to fight Thanos again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something horrible is going to happen where most of those characters are going to die in order to bring the other characters and half of the everybody mm-hmm. back. Right. So I feel like... I mean, Thanos, remember, he, he erased half of everybody. Yeah. Yes. The, uh,
1: everybody. Across,
0: uh, not just Earth, everywhere. Yeah. So people are getting dusted everywhere. Yeah. So it's like, this is giant. So, I mean, I could see that happening where it has to be a lot of big cosmic entities coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. going to get giant. It's going to get big. I don't know if we're going to have the three headed living tribunal <laughs> floating right. around. Eternity comes in. Yeah. What did
5: you do? But I, can,
0: I can see the celestials coming in. I can see this is, they've already introduced Thanos's dad, Alars. He's an eternal. Mm-hmm. They meant the Red Skull name dropped, it, and the so. Watchers were Guardians too. Yeah. so we've
5: already touched on that world. We got that yeah. when you when you took out both of the Cap replacements. When you took out both <laughs> Bucky, like when Bucky and Falcon out, it was like, oh, like, so okay. Cap's going to sacrifice himself because yeah. Chris Evans is going to be out. So I think we lose most of the core Avengers. I yep. think the people that are alive right now go, and then I think the people that remain are the people that come back are your Spider-Man, your Black Panther. Because there's no way they got rid of both of them. Well, Loki,
0: I think, stays dead. (laughs) Hamdell stays dead. And I think Gamora, I mean, though people are speculating with the Soul Stone that there's going to be some kind of... Something. Well who knows.
3: I my my thought on that is because you know, you have uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three mm-hmm. and uh you know James Gunn has even said Warlock is in it. So you have Warlock. I I believe that Warlock probably will have a connection to the spirit world already without the Soul Stone. Right. So might be able to contact Gamora or know of her in that way. And you know, you'll have um uh Star Lord just going through some real tough times because, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, grows hey, the beard. his fa- oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> Suit, but not a nice beard. No, no, not patchy a nice beard. beard. I don't know beard, if we're gonna get but, um, Warlock
0: because we're that's what Guardians Three is gonna be based around. So I don't no, know. No, I'm we're talking gonna... about Guardians Three. Okay, you're talking yeah, about I'm Guardians talking Three. About volume okay.
3: 3. So um, no, I think Gamora's gonna be dead for Avengers. 4. Right. That's just done. Right. I think that um, somehow there's gonna be a thing between Warlock and the Soul Stone and contact with the spirit world mm. where he's gonna bring Gamora back during Volume Three.
0: Wow, I was hoping that Guardians Volume Three started with a flashback scene where they're on some adventure and you see Star-Lord, you know, Quill and Aww. Gamora having some... And they're deal. really happy. Yeah, and they're happy and then bam, like, you're like, he's all dusted, just full beard, drinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, break your heart. Yeah, A drift in space. Yeah, and I, I feel like Gunn has to do that because yeah. like, you know, he's the one who brought it. he's kind of brought the film the cinematic version of Gamora and Star Wars yeah. together so you know to, even though he wrote some of the dialogue to have like his, have one of his main characters you know get dusted is sort of like uh, you know not dusted not like literally kill yeah. sacrifice in the most horrible way so you know we'll see I don't know if that's being yeah. like fan service or actually it's kind of important for the
5: character having her singing along was such a smart character choice because there's that thing in movies where you make the you love the character a little extra before you kill them right. and having <laughs> her go from like battle hardened warrior like not dancing to his pelvic sorcery to like actually singing along like that yeah. transition was so brilliant and i was like oh that's great gamora's one of them and then like how brutal that was so i think guardians 3 opening with her like singing and being happy and then mm-hmm. I, I think she stays gone and i'm worried about it like i think oh, I peter think, Quill's going to be broken for a while i think
3: they're going to do something with the souls like like they did in a, i think it was an infinity gauntlet when mm-hmm. um warlock uh uh, you know, sprouted from the death of the right. people uh, over the cliff. <laughs> yeah. It was him, Pip the Troll, Com- and uh, somebody is else. So weird. Well, it was so weird. Just nobody like, oh, dies in no, comic no, books. Gonna... We know that, yes. so it's
0: sort of like if this is the MCU, we know like nobody really officially stays, stays, <laughs> stays yeah. dead. And if Tony Stark is going to die in Avengers four, I feel like he's going to be the new Jarvis. If we do get Ironheart, oh. we're going to go. I mean, because it's like it's a way to keep like look. Paul Bettany was Jarvis. Yeah, and now he's yeah. the Vision. I, I feel like that's the 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 next wave of Avengers, what it won't be called Avengers 5, but it would be like, whatever it is, that's an easy way to keep not only Robert Downey Jr. as part of the MCU, but like, Mm -hmm. that just makes sense. We'll see, because everybody's like, souls are getting sucked (laughs) into computers. Let's move on to the next question. Derek Richardson asks, over under 40% that J. Jonah Jameson is in Venom. Boy, would I love to see that. Well, look, we got... We got Eddie Brock is kind of a reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he kind of working at the Daily Bugle? I mean, like, that's a... I want to see a Jamie Jonah Jameson show up. That would be ultimately fantastic. What do you think? I think over. I think that Spider-Man
5: 2 will need a Jonah, and I think it's really smart of Sony. If they're trying to avoid Spider-Man directly in Venom, if they're trying to avoid that, it is still in that universe. Right. So having Nick Offerman as uh, Jonah Jameson and (laughs) having him in there. I think it's a great way to tie in, and and tying him with supporting characters is what made Marvel so great, is that you have these characters like Coulson, and like these day players that you can have incorporated into multiple universes, then put them in the Spider-Woman movie, put them in the Black Cat and and Silver Sable movie, like have a Jonah Jameson figure or someone like that that brings it all together. So I I hope so, man. I I love that idea.
3: Uh, I'm going to say under 40%, but only because uh, I think tonally, the Jonah Jameson that we've established does not fit with the tone of this particular Venom movie. This right. is very dramatic. This is very sci-fi. And hey, I love I love Jameson. Love it. But I I, I just don't see him fitting. So maybe if they do a recast of right. it for this particular, you know, this Venom movie, then that could work. I mean, I really like the idea of having a touchstone to the Spidey-verse mm-hmm. in that way. So yeah, perhaps a Jameson, but definitely not the one that we have right
5: now.
0: We don't now. have one right now.
3: Well, we don't what? have no, no, one. No, no, um, no. Oh, because I'm...
0: You're yeah. thinking Would
1: about... They, oh, yeah, no. think about like,
3: I was thinking of that one. Oh, no. yeah. Because J- that's the only other Jameson
1: James that I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, he's, 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 he's not, not even back. Gordon anymore. Yeah, that, yeah,
0: he's, yeah like he's three, that's three
5: right. superheroes
0: ago. Yeah. He's been
5: uh... a... Yeah, yeah, so they don't
0: have a J. Jonah James. I think so Nick then, Offerman is a great choice as a selection, but if they introduce a version of J. Jonah Jameson, a little bit more of a realistic version. Yes. Um,
3: Maybe have Eddie Brock be a freelance reporter. Yeah. I,
0: wouldn't, know, I wouldn't be mad to, at that. Yeah, You know. Get, you know and I, you know, some sources have told me that Peter Parker is in the film. So if they're going to add a bunch of different reporters in the film, they yeah. should actually have that touchstone of the Daily Bugle. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Ashley Huchins asks, John, could you please clarify what Feige said recently about the rights issues with Namor? I thought one of the Marvel executives had said he's back at Marvel. <clears throat> Well, <clears throat> let me go through my Marvel uh, notes because I work <laughs> at Marvel. Um, what I'd read and how I interpreted it is that uh, Namor is stuck in the same kind of weird rights issues limbo as the Hulk is. Hmm. Now, the Hulk can't have a standalone movie without Universal absorbing a lot of that flavory box office and having control over it. Because whatever that deal is is much different than the Sony deal, say, with Spider-Man, where they were all like handshakes and like, look, man. We're taking Spider-Man. We're gonna chuck Iron Man in there. He's gonna be part of the MCU. Get all that money, son. In exchange, we get to chuck him into Avengers. They're like, all right, handshakes and, and legal binding documents—not just handshakes. But <laughs> so that and, guess what? It all worked. It was amazing to see Spider-Man in the Avengers movie, Infinity War, and it works so perfectly, amazingly well that he is the ward of Tony Stark. Everything about yeah, it is—that it is, was so, really its great. so fantastic. So I mean, really great. like, it couldn't have worked out better. And I think I, I think so. Sony is quite happy. You can't take the smiles away from their face. I just see money. They have like money stamps all over their face, like slapping them and they're like,
2: yes, please, slap me again. It's like with
3: here are these money. toys. Make it work for us. Yes.
0: So yeah, uh, yeah. whoever owns uh, Namor right now, I think it's like 17 other smaller companies. It's not the same type of situation as with Universal. I think it's mm-hmm. Paramount owns a chunk. There's all these other companies that are all like, can I have a piece of that? So I think. It's a little more complicated. It's, it's similar to the Hulk situation, but quite different, as though they could, if they wanted to, make an Invaders film mm. with Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Namor, and the Human Torch, and do an introductory type situation, and then bring Namor into modern day, sort of like Aquaman, Atlantis, the Justice League, they could have a Namor Atlantis kind of situation. I, I think they could do that. And I think they're going to do that. What do you guys think about the Namor situation?
3: Uh, I think a uh, black Panther would be a perfect, um, uh, entry point yep. for, um, Namor with that, with whatever they want to work out, whatever handshakes they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, in the back or whatever. Um, yeah, no, cause it just, it works out so well. And then that <clears throat> could even lead its way to Illuminati. I mean, I know, um, after spending time in the astral plane, uh, in black Panther, I want to see Necropolis. Yep. You know, I, I, I want this to happen. I think um, Namor flooding Wakanda is a really good way to have this established right. culture that we love and then have like, oh, you know, this happened if they want to bring in the whole mind control element, they can Tech they can versus have it. tech.
0: Do you see the exactly. Namor Atlanteans also being of a high tech nature?
3: Yes. And I just kind of want Namor to be, you know, that D bag. You know, that really awesome D
0: bag. I want Daniel Day Kim. So yes. bad so he bad to play Namor. So and I think it would be it would be fantastic and I love what you're saying about Wakanda. It's like mm-hmm. it's Black Panther is like it, it wrote goes back up to hit the top. It was in the 5. Mm-hmm. Marvel had two movies in yeah, it. It's amazing. Number 1 I wanted to mention $258 million Avengers Infinity War is now the number 1 film of all time. I was kind of happy that it beat Star Wars. I got to admit it. Yeah. I was sort of like, Even oh, though <laughs> uh, you know I love The Force Awakens, sure. and I'm also a Star Wars fan. I'm much more of a bigger comic book fan. So it was yeah. kind of like, rightfully, it takes its place as <laughs> <That's> number one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like screaming out in so, total victory, even though I had nothing to do with it. It's that's a, a victory I shall claim for myself and all other nerds. <laughs> um, I've talked about it. I've helped. This uh, is
5: part of it. That's right. This is part of it. <laughs> so
0: we all did, we all made it happen. So, and it deserves it. <laughs> I mean, it's really an it's incredible really film. So I'm, I'm happy that all of us are seeing it multiple times. <laughs> We're all just feed money. People are like, you're paid by Marvel. No, I pay Marvel, mm-hmm. son. Remember that. Um, so anyway, we love paying Marvel. Um, Brian Pulley asks, Hey, Schnepp, any thoughts on the San Diego Comic-Con versus Salt Lake Comic-Con's lawsuit about using the name Comic-Con and making Salt Lake change the name of their con? Well, unfortunately, in the legal world, uh, things happen like that, where you're like, I'm going to keep my name. No, you're not. Lawyers, legal stuff. I'm going to change my name. That's what happens. So mm-hmm. all the people who... Kind of came up after San Diego Con had been around. San Diego Comic Con is the longest and oldest Comic Con since you know it was like held at people's homes, and then you know, an old Marriott, I mean if you you go through the time, it's like, you look at Ramada, and I can't remember what it was, but just it was like a small room with a bunch of comics, and some old dudes like, hey, what's up, you know, (laughs) it's like and that's kind of, that's how comics grew out of like, I remember as a young kid going to these smaller conventions, Mm -hmm. creation comic cons, where it was like, mainly Star Trek and a bunch of like, dusty bins, like oh my god, (laughs) comics, I love that stuff, and it was so much fun, and it's great that it's continued on, it's become part of our mass culture now, where we have Giant Comic Cons everywhere, so I feel like San Diego Comic Con. If anyone's going to be a dick about it, they can. They have that right. They're like, look, we are the first Comic Con. You're just glomming onto our name to get money, and that's what they're doing. It's all money based now. Most of these Comic Cons are money based. It's not about you know fan service they technically claim it is but it's not it's about how much can we charge mm-hmm. for this this that and the other um and guess what it's a business so i'm not mad about that either i'm like hey i've participated in tons of conventions i love going to conventions because i'm a nerd i get to buy comics this is it's like oh my god paradise everywhere so it's sort of it's a cool thing but as far as the name changes like you know salt lake you know comic fest or whatever they, they every one of them has had to change their name because every single one of them came after so Mm -hmm. i feel like that kind of makes sense i think uh, the one a couple of them that are going to stick are new york Mm comic-con there's a few that were established a little bit earlier where they're like no you know and they're like you can come at us and they made some deal or whatever there's some payment so that's what i feel about it it's like san diego comic-con is the original comic-con and they should be allowed to keep that name if who are other people who are starting comic book conventions call it comic fest call it you know whatever you want to call it, the convention of the comic land or whatever, you know, I'll come (laughs) up with a thousand of them for you. Why don't you text me? me (laughs) I'll come up with some weird alternate versions for you. What do you guys think about Comic-Con, Comic-Fest, all that stuff? Markia?
3: Well, I think it's uh, it's a generic enough term that I, uh, I completely understand what you're saying, that it's, you know, it's it's uh, it's a brand recognition at this point. San Diego Comic Con, so we know what yeah. that is. Uh, and and I I kind of think of it like um, you know with right here uh, with the L.A. Comic Con, it was uh, Kamikaze, then it was Stan Lee's Comic Con, and now I believe it's called something
5: else. Wonder Fest.
3: Now it's called Some Beyond. 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 Yeah,
0: I mean, Stan Lee's monikers dropped. The Comic Con, yeah. everything is dropped, and now it's just uh, the Beyond Comics. Or I I, th- I have to look it up. I can't even remember what it's called now. But they're like rebranding it completely. Mm-hmm. So
3: yeah, I mean, because on the one hand, it's you know, it's kind of a generic brand. Comic Con is a comic right. convention, so you know, like a uh, Long Beach Comic Con. You know, I, I get it because I get it because I I know the difference. Mm-hmm. I know like Long Beach Comic Con is way smaller. Right. You know, I know it's not um, San Diego oh. Comic Con and WonderCon. I know it's not that. Right. So for me, I I don't see a big difference with seeing you know Salt Lake Comic Con have it because you know when you know you know, but I I, I guess I can see you know it's like hey we built this from the ground up the you know the grassroots to right. you know rags to riches kind of a thing um, call your thing something else uh, do we know what the fallout of the loss is it's just a yeah, bunch they of they they all had to they're, change they're their names yeah. everybody had to they're change all their names her. yeah okay. they lost well then, it, well then it it works it holds it holds water yeah I mean, yeah
0: so I mean, I know a lot of people were fighting it, but they ultimately the courts were like, no. Nah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: there's there's other synonyms. Yeah.
0: You can do a lot yeah. of other things you can
5: call. I feel it. like San Diego has has fought for the level that they're at. I it's it's a little you know it's corporate, it's huge, it's a it's it's the empire. So mm-hmm. I see why they won. Uh, and I also think that there are so many things you put comic in a name, people are going to go to it. Right. If you're a smaller con, you name something comic, people are going to go if that's what they're going for. So I see both sides of the argument, but it, to me, it makes sense how how it all worked out. Right. They're like they're
0: the nerd mecca. They're the once a year yeah. thing that. All the nerds travel to from around the globe, come to this, and even though it has become very much more corporate, it's like Culture Con as mm-hmm. opposed to Comic Con. Yeah. That comic book, mo- those those areas of comic book land are still all over Comic Comic Con. Oh yeah, as they should be, and hopefully they will forever be there. It's so, the
5: reverse R and Toys R Us. It's that yeah. thing that makes it look like their specific brand. Everything's a toy. Everything's blah blah blah. But that that's their thing. So I I get why they fought for it.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question, Bobby A. Do you think Marvel may be planning a reveal like they did for Avengers Four and Phase four, like they did for Phase three in Infinity War. Well, yeah, they're definitely planning a reveal. Uh, we don't know when it's going to be. It could just be tomorrow. Uh, like <laughs> Kevin Feige be like, I guess we'll do it today. El Capitan <laughs> press an- press announcement. That's how they did it. Remember, yeah. that? It was like there wasn't any event or there was no comic. Con- there was no Hall H. They were just like. Eh, Uh, Come to uh, El Capitan. We're gonna do something. Delete all show (laughs) times. Yeah, yeah. everybody goes there. There's this board. Things are like, what? Captain America, Serpent Society? (laughs) Yeah, just kidding. Scratch that off. We all run down. Yeah, people freaking out. You know, fetal position, crying. I mean, so literally, that was then. Now, whatever they want, they could do something even weirder and bigger, or more obscure and strange. Be like, you know, they're like that Star Wars promotion at Denny's. They could be like, "Come to McDonald's." And Be like, "What?" <laughs> here's a here's a poster. Be like, oh, "That's how you discover it." Oh, you know? no. you got have to order French fries. All right, there's yeah. all the fries. Yeah, all this the app. fries. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I and mean, What do you think? I mean, how do you think it's going to be a big secret, or do you think they're going to wait for like D uh, seventy eight or whatever that special is called? <laughs> um, they do that now every two years. It's going to probably come right around a good time or October or something where it's like. Everyone's already bought the, you know, Avengers Infinity War mm-hmm. Blu-ray, the mm-hmm. yeah. seven-hour edition. They put out the four-hour Black Panther. They go, like, we triple-dipped everything. We got all that money. <laughs> all right, let them know what's up with Phase 4. What? And people start crying. When yeah. do you think it's going to get revealed?
3: Uh, I think they're going to, you know, is it like marinate in their money for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll just keep on throwing it at them. Uh, it would be a really nice Christmas present if they want to do it then. Oh, my goodness. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. It yeah. would
5: be pretty nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I feel like uh, with the Ant-Man and the Wasp drop drive- so soon after Infinity War, I was almost like, whoa, whoa, whoa!" too soon. I haven't mourned yet. Like right. Infinity War was so big that even when this dropped, I was like, I can't handle new. Sure. So I, I kind of want it to be a little while. I don't want to know what the next phase is because I'm still I'm still in Infinity War land. I'm yeah. still like I'm still mm-hmm. dealing with that. And, and Infinity War is weirdly like the most rewatchable superhero movie I think ever. I keep wanting to see it because yeah. it's so full. Oh God, so I, don't I can't!
3: Wanna... I can't. It hurts. Really? I tried. I tried to watch Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get all the way through it because it's like I know what happens. Bussing I know what happens. They kill Newt off screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but like, I mean, I'll get back around to it. While
5: we're watching this one, I don't want to know what's next because I don't want that. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to be like I know it's coming. I want to live right now in the shock.
0: And isn't that yeah. weird that they were right when they were saying that? Like Feige and Rus- the Russos were like, "Look, we're not going to talk about. It. We're not even going to tell you what." Avengers 4 is called yeah. we're like angry at first and now we're like I don't want to know it's like yeah. it's like sort of like yeah I mean I think me and Christian are going to walk over to the IMAX if you want to come we're going to see it this yeah. afternoon we're going to see it again because it's like and it's easily luckily our office is like literally within walking distance <laughs> of an IMAX I'm not trying to brag totally bragging but uh, yes yeah, so, I mean it's a film that you can ultimately see again and again, even with the downer ending and everything, yeah. because there's so much in the film that is incredible and amazing. And it also leads to so much fun speculation. That's kind of the like what are they gonna what are they gonna do next? That when that Ant Man and the Wasp trailer dropped, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna watch that it looks yeah. awesome Avengers Infinity War <laughs> it's like literally but it's like when that movie does come out which is at the end of July it's like comes out after San Diego Comic Con we're gonna all be like thankfully we'll be ready yeah by we'll now. be ready We'll f- you need a couple of they were I've like I've said goodbye yeah take your time they knew it they think they knew it they, did. they knew the reaction even though it was like it, it was a much bigger event than even they thought yeah. that it made that much money and it impacted so many people and it's still make, it's just gobbling up money why it's not about money it's about making a great film so mm-hmm. I feel like they did that in spades so i'm very happy let's go to the next question malcolm harris asked hey collider heroes long time listener as we all know dc is having a lot of trouble fielding team movies so instead of focusing on the just league maybe they should try something else my suggestion the authority it's fun edgy different enough to stand out What do you guys think? Have you ever read The Authority? I feel like The
5: Boys is going to do it first. Right? The the Boys is coming out. Like, The Boys is already moving, and I feel like The Authority and The Boys are just similar enough that might be a thing. Mm. Um, And and I do think DC is going to have a different kind of team going forward. I, I would personally, I would love DC to go the Dark Avengers route, to go to the Supernatural, go to the Swamp Thing, go to... They're so good at that, like, Constantine flavor, and Warner Brothers could use that, like, part of the universe, so get Guillermo del Toro, get these these type of directors, get Matt Reeves' Batman to be... Batman's, are, like, Rogue's Gallery is so supernatural that that could still tie into that world, so I, I want them to go that direction. I like the Authority a lot. Right. I just think that when the Boys comes out, someone will feel like that's too similar, and there's
0: so much source material at DC that can do a lot of different things. I would disagree with you. I think The Boys is like, The Boys is about a team of, of people who take out superheroes mm-hmm. and The Authority is about a secret team of superheroes that are all made up of the Justice League, basically, it's like yeah, it's like you know Apollo and the Midnight are basically Superman and Batman. Only they have a relationship, so it's a, it's the it's it's different enough for it's me. It's a
5: positive tongue in cheek versus a negative tongue in cheek. Yeah, and it's
0: also the, the Boys is literally like a Dark Ops. It's like the Agents of Shield if they were like basically That's beating exactly. the shit out of superheroes. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. look, Batman just got a little bit too mouthy. Let's go take him down. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah, go I take him it. down. And Boys things. is hard R. Boys is like very
5: perverse. Boys
0: is very hard R, and Authority is R. Right. So I mean, I feel like Warren Ellis, when he came on and came about making the authority from a bunch of other Wildstorm characters, it was like, look, I got the authority now. Let's mm. make this. His whole thing was making widescreen comic books. And that's what his whole attempt in those first few issues was I'm making giant cinematic epic widescreen comic books because me and this artist is all we need. <laughs> we don't need your money. See ya. And that's what they did. If you go back and read those first authority issues, those are giant, super like $400 million films. When Mark Miller took over, he was also like, look, I'm going to continue with the same kind of widescreen spectacle those first 12 issues did, but I'm going to delve deeper into the more sardonic, more sarcastic aspects of the way he writes. So I feel like both of those runs, to me, are the definitive authorities. I'd love to see them start with Warren Mm Ellis' authority run and then move in to to, um, Mark Miller's authority run. I have it on good authority that a certain director, which I shall not name, uh, has – not only the rights to the authority, but is working on the authority. Ooh, so he has nice. to finish a couple of movies first. Can't even drop he'd kill me if I dropped but <laughs> I, so I have to wait. Okay. And I feel like you will all have to wait for this movie to come about, but it is worth the wait. I feel like it is different enough from any Justice League or any Marvel where it's like it's in that same universe or, you know, wheelhouse, but slightly different. And if they do it the right way, they're making giant Big spectacle science fiction, you know, blockbuster stuff with a harder R edge. Cool. I mean, are you familiar yeah, with the Authority? I'm
3: um, not as familiar as I'd like to be, but I have a number of friends that are heavy DC sweaties and they're bringing me on board mm-hmm. with everything. Uh, the Authority, is that the one with Vice World where it had, um, it's like this big casino planet and there was this whole uh, storyline where um, uh, the, the running bet was that the Authority would be able to save. Uh, like, save something or save the... It's not coming
0: to mind. It might okay, be Okay, but it was, there. like, Vice World, I think yeah. it
3: was. I, I believe that was the authority. But in any case, um, I really enjoy what DC does when they also stray away from Batman, mm-hmm. and I definitely welcome them doing that. I mean, Batman is awesome. Batman is epic. We all grew up with Batman. There's so much more to to DC, and I, I like it when they explore that with, like, uh, iZombie, when mm-hmm. they explore that with... Um, Uh, uh, Preacher and everything like that So like yeah go ahead and have that flavor With a different uh, superhero team If they must do a team If they're like so On board with doing a team then yeah Go ahead and do something that sounds like a both of y'all yeah, are very it, passionate it. it was about also
0: it. sort of like it wasn't part of the DC Universe for a, a long time. I still yeah, don't was, know if okay. they've melded it or not. But Apollo and Midnight are re- re- v- virtually, literally a couple, a gay couple. So it was Superman and Batman oh, dating. Okay. So a lot of people had issues with that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, look, it's not Superman and Batman. It's different characters. So I feel it's about time they do something like that. So not just Apollo and Midnight, are, but the authority overall. So if you haven't had a chance to read it, it's worth reading. Just like Planetary. A lot of people know about Planetary but mm-hmm. haven't actually actually read it, that's one of those things that when they finally make it, I've heard that Planetary now is being turned oh, into really? a series. Oh, oh, so awesome. that should be quite fantastic. Uh, next question comes from Gene Lore. Uh, as mentioned uh, in Guardians Volume 1, Groot was the last of his kind. Why was Thanos able to snap him out of existence as he was only killing half the species? Still sweaty after last night's showing. Well Gene, that's a really good question. Now, could it be that when Groot You know, had those spores, and we know that this is a new Groot.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: And
0: Gunn is on record for saying, This is a new Groot. (laughs) This baby Groot is a different Groot. I know a lot of people are like, No, it's just Groot. No, No, it's not Groot. Groot Groot sacrificed his life when he said, We are Groot. Mm -hmm. Bam. Come on, remember that. That was a sacrifice. Groot did not die in vain because a little sproutling grew up. That is his son, technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the son of Groot. It's like right out of these <laughs> Jack Kirby monster movies. I'm, I'm going son of, Groot. son of Goom. <laughs> <laughs> Smash. Yeah, it's like literally nice. son of Groot. They should make a poster of that. You know, giant I like tribute to Jack Kirby. But look, <laughs> with that being possible, now we saw Groot like snap off. Remember, we're in Spoiler Land. We could talk about it. If anyone, he could snap yeah. off and gave his <sighs> arm mm-hmm. to create the handle for Stormbreaker, which is the coming of Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that's right. You know, Tyke is like, that's right, Thor Ragnarok yeah. <laughs> too. Come on, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah. That, so can't excited. wait to see that. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? Is there another Groot life form floating around, or because he's able to do that snap off, and that's now a living entity, so mm-hmm. to speak? Um, what do you think?
3: Okay, I think uh, one of two things. One, very real possibility that a Rocket was ill-informed, and right. that Groot isn't the last of his species. Mm. That there's possibly, you know, maybe I always kind of, he looks so, uh, uh, was it, Kotati to me? That I'm thinking like there's, you know, possible mm. you know, Kotati planet, or if the creed didn't already, like, right, right. you know, um, out there, you know, there's other we are Groot. <coughs> uh, that as a possibility. Also, uh, I don't remember it them ever saying half of the species i remember it was half of the universe so if he's the final person of his species but he counts in that half of the universe that disappeared i mean is this guy really going to pay attention to half a species when he's doing the click or he's just going to do click of half of the universe you know i mean um, we only we only saw particular sections of planet earth for all Mm -hmm. we know a whole lot of the planet went bye-bye, or, or maybe that, it's half of every that planet. That part
0: of Stormbreaker, the living part of Groot, and the Groot itself is the one that the dusted. The other half.
3: Maybe there's a son of son of Groot that is going to spring from the handle of Could, Stormbreaker. possible?
5: Yeah. Well, that, as far as we know, the Stormbreaker is still intact, so that piece of Groot is still there. It didn't turn to ash. So right. that that yields to that. But also, it's interesting because when. Tony was saved by Thanos consciously. I feel like he got moved over to the half that got to survive. Like, Tony was very. Doctor Strange gave him the stone to promise he was going to live. So you notice that after the snap, Tony's still with us. So I'm wondering if they can allocate which part of the half gets taken out. I think it's mainly. It's supposed to be fair. It's supposed to be a total chance. But Tony was on the. The luck side of the chance, but also I think he was consciously moved over when he switched that over. So I'm wondering, if you have one member of the species left, you can't half kill him, so he's got to go. So if he is the last one, he'd go anyway. Like, Mm. one of one, half of that is gone. So no matter what, I think Groot was destined to go, and Tony was destined to stay. And I also think that if we do find another planet of Flora Colossus, it's going to be half decimated. I think half of the entire existence is, and I think he got the bad luck. So either way, Groot's gone.
0: Pretty rough. It's a rough situation (laughs) no matter how we slice it. We
5: miss Groot.
0: Yeah. uh, (laughs) Again. Next question (laughs) comes from, (laughs) yeah, we are Groot. Jesus A. Gastellum Jr. asks... Not sure if uh, guys are big gamers or not, but are you guys excited for the Spider Man or Avengers game? Now, Koi, I know you ordered, you pre ordered. <laughs> Was it Spider Man? <laughs> what is it? I don't even know what it's called. I but- bought a PS4 for this game.
5: <laughs> I haven't gamed since PS2. I got a PS4 Pro and pre ordered the deluxe edition of Spider Man. I- I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars for this one game. And it looks pretty fantastic. It looks incredible. I haven't gamed since. When does it Ultimate come out? Spider Man. Yeah, when, when does it uh, come uh, out? Uh, September. So okay. I haven't game since Ultimate Spider-Man on PS2. Brian Michael Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man game that long ago. Wow. And I'm getting back into I gaming game. for this game. Yeah. That's how excited I am. And my buddy Yuri is the voice of Spider-Man, which blew my mind. I found out on Facebook when Yuri's like, oh, by the way, I've been away for a while. By the way, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs>
1: wow. So I,
5: have, I am so invested. I'm so excited. And the game looks like this beautiful Arkham-inspired, because it's a similar team, mm. open world, multiple costume. It uses Mr. Negative, which is not a positive popular villain. The the dynamic of the webbing, the way they use the webbing is like nothing I've ever dreamed of. He like makes webbing another character almost. There's so much investment in the and the yes, I'm excited.
3: <laughs> uh, and I'm excited for the Avengers game. Uh, if they ever when they ever get around to either telling us about it because they had one before and then they ended up uh well they ended up canceling it oh, pushing they? it back. Yeah. Where it just it didn't happen. Um, and for this particular one and they even got they even got the the guy that uh, he was at Naughty Dog. I think his name is Sean Kaseg, something like that. He did. He's a uh, like writer, co director of uh, like uh, uh, Left Behind yeah. and um, uh, another one, a really good one with a Naughty Dog that he did, Lost Legacy. So yeah, I'm excited for what he will bring to it. I think that um, probably Square Enix will announce at E3 because I think that we should have it by 2019 Mm. and not a whole lot of specifics on it which kind of makes me even more ravenous for it uh from what the speculation is it's going to be a third person action adventure they're they're saying that it's going to be a story that a type of game that you can play for years to come Mm -hmm. so therefore I'm thinking it has to have like you know um multiplayer uh, online um, aspect to it. So, I mean, at this point, I'm just, I'm busting back out my PlayStation 3 Lego <laughs> Super, right. you know, Marvel Superheroes. Now, token. do you have
0: to have a PlayStation 4 to play this new Spider-Man or can it's you do exclusive. it on Xbox? It's Damn exclusive it. PS4.
5: And they said... <laughs> Get
3: the, one. It's worth
5: Insomnia it. Insomnia said it this is. red brick, they want to start the universe of this game. So I think this is the beginning of a Marvel video
0: oh, game I'm universe. Trying to kill so, me, yo. I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, I've been Xbox this entire time and are trying to bring me over to the other side. Invest <laughs> that grand? I know, I, I know. It's a lot of money. Just it's a lot of of money well, I got you know, we'll see if we get some savings. Hey, Sony, uh, yeah, Sony, we could do a special uh, review for you. We'll figure it a out. A game along, whatever yeah, you want to do, a game along, a game along, yeah, set <laughs> a thing. All right, uh, a lot of money. I'll do that, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys, we might, we
5: might all, all that do game. that. <laughs> Where are yes. those Sony croutons? These three TVs are <laughs> all just individually headphones. <laughs> that might have to happen, yeah. Hey, I next warn you question comes from
0: John Sava. <laughs> John Sava asks, How would they explain Peter Parker in the Venom movie as Tom Holland is due to appear? Will it take place before Infinity War? What do you guys think?
5: I think it would have to. I also think that... After Infinity War, if these movies are tied together, right. there's going to be a lot more talk about half the world being gone. Yes. I think Venom is going to, like, he's not going to be worried about, like, Man. oh, you're bad reporting. He's going to be like, everyone just died. I'm a journalist. What I, do I even, like, I feel like it has, if they take place in the same universe, has to happen before. Right. Yeah,
3: I don't think people are really thinking about the devastation of half the world's population disappearing. One of us would be gone,
5: maybe right. two. Yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, uh, or maybe we're all safe in this room, but everybody out there is gone.
5: Yeah. yeah. So I mean,
0: That's how I prefer to think about how it. We're all, like, the- <laughs> all of a sudden you can't hear Roca ever again <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> the voice of roca he's dust the camera stops yeah. cutting it just stays on one yeah. of us like, we're like what's happening yeah be horrible yeah. or it would actually be cool to become get dusted on camera anyway <laughs> Mother <laughs> no, no. Yeah I think
5: it has to happen before. And then we're like no, no. no.
3: I drop
0: a weird pager. It's got a weird symbol on it. I'm like I've never seen that symbol before, that's right. It's
3: like, yeah. oh it's extra sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> it's <a> drip. <laughs> it's drip. Yeah. drip drip off the beeper. I would love uh, to see that. So um yeah.
0: yeah, you know, Venom make takes place before mm. Infinity War, just like Ant Man and the Wasp was taking place before Infinity War. If anything the post credits of Ant Man and the Wasp could have like, Janet, what's going on? Or like, you know, Ant Man just dusting, you know, it's like <laughs> oh. Like, well, we know Paul Rudd's in the movie, but, you know, maybe the wasp turns into yeah. dust and be like, hey, Ooh. get that bummer ending. Or well, we lose everybody. Michael Peña because we're so invested. in no. know, right? Like Michael Peña goes to dust and no. he's telling a story and it's just I would gone. love to see that. That would be a hilarious way to turn into dust. And then my yeah. friend said,
5: hey, the what's happening? The saddest you? joke ever.
0: Oh, the saddest post-credits oh. sequence ever. Yeah. Well, all right. So next question. <laughs> Dylan Davidson asked, so what if all those characters didn't actually die, but they were transported to the negative zone? It would be one way to bring back all of those characters and introduce the Fantastic Four. Thoughts? What do you guys think? The
5: world of the internet would be so mad at us if there yeah. were no stakes. If they like were just like, well, they're not actually dead; they're just moved. Like, I feel like all of the people that think Marvel doesn't have stakes would have their heyday. Like, I don't
0: want to. I don't want to give trolls that. Yeah, right?
3: no, I want validation of the feelings that I'm feeling right now. They are gone.
0: Yes, I agree. Negative zone is for the Fantastic Four, and when they introduce them, mm-hmm. Sebastian Alexandru asks, "Do you think that the Hush can become an origin story for the new Batman movie? You all have the of be- the best rogues. You introduce the Bat Family without other." movies. Movie introductions and create a big unknown villain without a movie universe connection. Now, Hush, when it first came out, that was Jim Lee's first big. I'm mm -hmm. attacking the DC universe. I'm on Batman. I remember, like, oh my god! I remember getting that first issue. Mm -hmm. I was happened to be in New York at the time. I went down to like a little to St. Mark's Comics. That's where I got. I was like, oh my (laughs) god! It's like Batman flying at you with the foot. (laughs) He's like, look at the grill on the foot. You know, it's like so. Look. Jim Lee was like, I'm drawing every character. That probably was his <laughs> mandate. I was like, I want I want a different character in every issue. I get to get, you know, Joker, Killer Croc, yeah, everybody. Yeah. And you can tell even the very first issue he's drawn that thicker kind of Frank miller Batman that became that Neil Adams Batman <laughs> by so issue three and then Jim turned into his Jim Lee Batman. <laughs> he was like, I'm trying out different styles. All right, this is the one I want. My style. So <laughs> look, I think Hush would be a fantastic adaptation. I think Matt Reeves, he's mentioned a lot of other comic books when he was talking about all of his different favorite batman stories but all of them could lead into doing an adaptation of hush i don't personally myself i don't want to see another origin story of batman we might end up getting one which would bum me out because <laughs> he's talking about i love year one i was like so do i as a comic i want to you know yeah. i don't need to see it retold a billionth time mm-hmm. cinematically uh flashback scenes are totally cool batman the first batman did it with flashbacks. Batman v Superman did it with flashbacks, and I'm cool with that. I don't want an entire movie. Batman Begins was perfect. I don't mm-hmm. need to see that again. Right. So personally, I hope they do just attack the Batman universe full force, and they're like, "Look, this is the one. This is the universe you've been waiting to see in a Batman movie. We don't have to hold back and introduce one villain at a time. The the, the, the universe is established. Go. What do you guys think? I love it
3: as an animated you know uh i think cuz oh god it's so thick it's like thick thighs it's like it's so much right. it's great it's so good i mean i and i i've always had a special uh spot in my heart for clayface mm-hmm. and i love that whole thing with uh you know him and thomas elliot and it's like oh wait is it, what's going on here and everything and i really enjoy um the whole uh, the whole thing between Catwoman and Batman, obviously, with right. that. And then, like, this whole rogues gallery. I just think that would be really well done in animation. I think it might get to be too cluttered. How do you do Hush within two hours as, uh, you know, a live adaptation? It's like, uh, it's so much. It's so much. And you want to get the proper intrigue and conspiracy. So maybe... a. Uh, Two part animated movie.
0: You know okay what? I, I'm going to say Infinity War.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, that's that
0: would have been on your okay. side. Okay. Yep. But then I was War. like, the Marvel people just totally screwed me up. They're like, there's there 85 characters and there's 47 yeah. storylines <laughs> and all of it. I felt, I felt all the emotions and yet I laughed. and I feel like Batman's like, oh, there's only seven villains. I- all wow, right. That's like a, I just ate that for breakfast. If you know? did it as Infinity War, I was yes. Yes. literally about to say yes. the same thing. Infinity there War, Part go.
5: One, Part Two, reveal Hush at the end of the first movie. Part Two is the Hush Hush side of the Hush Saga. Yes. First movie is an, almost an Arkham Escape movie. You set it in Arkham. You have them yeah. going through the Rogues. You have the Rogues. So the Rogues, all the gates get opened by Hush, and the whole movie is a detective story trying to get through all the Rogues, kind of like what they just did in the comics with the the current Batman run. The second movie is revealing that it's Hush, and then you just dive deep, and then you get to experience all the Batman we've always. Wanted to, so I think a live action two parter like we I just. I love that. Hopefully, go.
0: Matt Reeves, you're watching this show. I know you watch it every. I mean, every it's your Monday finish. and Wednesday, so it's your favorite show on YouTube. <laughs> I know you're taking notes and stuff. I would just, I would, I would change it a little bit. I'd take it out of Arkham because okay. I think with okay. the Ben Affleck and Jeff, Jeff Johns, were doing the whole Arkham centric type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I want to see Gotham. I don't mm-hmm. want to be in prison. Well, part two would be in Gotham. So um, part one, Tom King. I don't want to be in prison. Okay. I'm just saying, like, because remember, Hush, he's traveling all around. And yeah, I want yeah. to have that ability to move around like Batman's moving around. He's checking in at his home base, at the Batcave, doing detective work. Mm-hmm. And then he's in a new environment. I mean, that's what I would like to see. But, hey, Arkham Asylum's an amazing all of game. This. I yeah, want to see is. all fit. So, <laughs> all right, we're almost, we're almost done. We're over the hour. i got to get through these questions. We're going to rocket through them. Tom Mar- Marvello uh, Riddle asks, hey, fellow sweaties, I'm in a what-if mode. How do you think Ant-Man and the Wasp will tie into an Infinity War? My bet, someone vanishes at the end of the movie. Oh, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp will return in Avengers X. Thoughts? Stay sweaty, amigos. Well, you know, we were joking about somebody disappearing at the end. We kn- we do know that it takes place before Avengers: Infinity War. Do you think that possibly could happen?
3: Yeah, I still I still like my theory that um, when they go into uh, you know when they get super subatomic, sure. uh, that it then speeds up time for them that they come out on the other side. I love of Infinity that theory. war. You know, um, somebody disappears when they're getting mm-hmm. bigger or something like that. And it's like, what the heck is going on? And then...
1: The
0: year 2029. You're like, what? Terminators. 2099. I know, right? I am the Punisher. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
5: I love your microverse theory. Actually, mm-hmm. I totally agree with your microverse theory. I think that they will be uh, escaping the travesty of Infinity War, like all the dealings of that. And then uh, I think that Captain Marvel is going to do the bookend thing. I yeah. think Captain Marvel is going to have present day be the end of the movie and that'll be the call she gets from Nick Fury in the post-credit scene so I think it would feel a little cheapened if both movies had bookends so yeah. I think mm-hmm. Microverse Ramp Man of the Wasp bookends for Captain Marvel
0: definitely Lewis like Punton asks do you think a cinematic universe crossover of different franchises will ever be possible on the big screen never say never could we see a DC versus Marvel movie in the upcoming 10, 15 years? I wouldn't say never, but I wouldn't say in the next 10 years. Well, you Well,
3: you know, in I Am Legend, they had Batman versus Superman as a, right. you yeah, know, as opposed to that happened. So, But, but cross, hey. I mean,
0: we're talking about Marvel versus yeah, DC. No, like something no, like
3: that. I understand, but I'm just yeah. making a joke. What do you um, think, Coy? I,
5: I would love to. I just don't, I feel like the, I feel like the internet's kind of ruined the option. I feel like, I feel like in the 90s, there was less animosity between ba- uh, Marvel and DC. Than there is now because of everyone that is so like I'm this team I'm this team like right. I keep calling it bloods and crips and I mean it it's ridiculous I love both sides and I think everyone can I think picking a side is is foolish and I think that we've kind of ruined that option ourselves like I think sweaties have kind
0: of ruined that blood well like I said ten years Not from else. now new sweaties would be like what about this let's that. do it. All right, next question. Lane is real. Asked, do you think in Avengers 4, Tony Stark will get a suit of armor made by Eitri on Nidavalar from the same metal as Milnor and Stormbreaker? Yes. Sweaty, 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 sweaty. So it's so funny because I had that in my spoiler notes. I actually had that same question I was going to ask Robert Andy. I was like, nice. well, I think Tony Stark is going to sacrifice himself, but he's going to have an armor made out of the Uru metal, Man. and he's going to go toe to toe with Thanos and sacrifice himself because I, I don't yeah, want to see Tony Stark die. But I, I kind of get that feeling. Melded yeah. with
5: his nanotechnology,
3: know,
0: and he's this
5: unstoppable be too voice. badass. Can we take a moment to appreciate that that tweet makes sense in less than two hundred eighty characters? Like those words yes. on yes. a tweet, and now it's on Brandon Cannon. Like that's
0: insane. Yeah, <laughs> And he, we know he's already done an armor, Uru armor. So mm-hmm. that's been done in the comics. So. I wouldn't put it past them to do that because I think it would be badass. (laughs)
3: Great. And everybody would get it. Yeah, the
0: only thing more badass than that is to give the Hulk, when he turns into the Red Hulk and fights Thanos, wearing his own Uru armor. (laughs) He's already the Red Hulk now. He's like, I'm an unstoppable giant Red Hulk. With Yarnbjorn. Since we don't have that yet. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that leads us. Thanks, sweaty question. That leads us to the sweaty question of the week, which now I don't know if is as sweaty as that last question, but – um, so let's go with uh, – Stephen Grant says, how do you feel that now that superhero and comic book movies are the most popular thing around? It wasn't always like that, and I remember being picked on when I was younger for liking comics and superheroes. So how do you feel now, now that, like, I don't know if you guys were picked on, I was made fun of as a weird nerd who mm-hmm. wore the same brown sweater. Guess what? Don't wear the same brown sweater. Those are things oh, I, also, no. I also learned as a strange nerd who was, like, my hair was flipped off one way and I was, like, carrying around comics. Didn't really get along with people when I was in high school. <laughs> But guess what? I did find a couple of my tribe who read comics and we were at the library and I was like, I'll trade you this X-Men 98 for that Thor. I was like, stupidly made a lot of bad decisions. (laughs) Lost some money, but it was worth it because it was that Walt Simons Thor baby Beta Ray Bill and I had it. I got it. So um, what do you guys think? Has time time changed and made it better for you? You guys are comic book nerds. Mm. Were you picked on?
3: No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't really picked on. People just didn't understand what the crap I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like they. I'd get these blank stares, and then like the conversation would just halt until it was uh, like, uh, you know, so so what about this other thing? I, I learned at an early age that I had to uh, really diversify my portfolio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, if I you know wanted to make friends, like I was military brat, so you okay. know when you. This place, you take, you know, America with you and, and everything uh, with everywhere that you go. So you find out pretty quickly, like, oh, okay, this group of people is into video games. I'm into video games, or I can be more into video games. Right. And then, like, you know, yeah, you, you buy more of the video games and have, like, this huge Nintendo section, and then you have to take that along with you. So picked on, and then I was in drama club in high school, so everybody's weird. Um, picked on, no, no, not really. I did, I did feel freakish mm-hmm. because of that halt in conversation because of that blank stare when I get super sweaty about something and then they're just like
0: Started name dropping Moon Knight. They're like, "What yeah. is she talking about?" Yeah, exactly. How about you, Koi
5: I was a bit. Uh, I had a rat tail. I uh, I definitely carried around comics. I had a rat tail until I was 16. Uh, actually, I that old headshot day. It my my first headshot was me with a bunch of comics, a FLIR 97 comic book uh, card set, and then on a podium, one of those Kmart podiums, Venom, Carnage, Shocker, and Spider Man toys from the 95 animated series. I was sweaty as a kid. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't diversify my portfolio until far too late. And then in high school, I discovered the gym so I at least was like meh try it Um, but I I love comics very publicly and openly and I love that now that's kind of become like a a lifestyle and a career like we there's so much density of comics that we can talk about it for an hour a week and then multiple Mm. shows and like there's literally no end of this geekdom and and like Hector Navarro said uh, his dad called him like I hate Thanos now and I'm like Dude, the dad, uh, like it's just, just world that we've created that it's so mainstream that grandma's know who Thanos is. And like, n- like Nebula and these characters that like that tweet that, that doesn't make sense. Right. So yeah. I, I think that it is now not only mainstream, it is the core of our culture. So Greek mythology was their thing. Pop culture for a while was like boy bands and stuff. I think the new boy band is Marvel. And I love that DC and Marvel have this world that they're building
0: that has become our lifeblood. Yeah. So we've done it. And you I know vote. what? The greatest thing I'm i I'm a lot older than these, these, uh, Uh, kids right here so Steve I feel your pain Um, as a close out for this episode I want to say like I've never been afraid of telling people I love comic books I've never been afraid of carrying comic books around with me with the cover out not hidden yeah and it's a point of pride and yeah I got picked on I got into fights uh, and guess what I grew a foot and a half when I became a senior (laughs) that'll really help quite a bit Um, also took karate so uh, not that I wanted to get into fights, but I was like, hey, if you get picked on, you have to learn how to protect yourself, both verbally and physically, if you have to. Um, obviously, violence is not the answer. It's way better to cut somebody down verbally and reduce them to this big, but. <laughs> um, but what I'd say now is I personally think that, you know, comic books have become part of our culture in a big way. Obviously, we just saw the number one movie of all time, With Avengers Infinity War. And Mm -hmm. it's been growing to become that over the last 10 years. And I'd say it's been growing to become that over the last 40 years, especially with events like San Diego Mm Comic-Con, events with not just Marvel and DC, putting out incredibly well-written books. I mean, you could go to The Dark Knight Returns or Watchmen, and those are books that are in the top 100 of books of all time. I mean, where it's like graphic novels and the marriage of writing and art, i.e. comic books, has stopped being something that's, oh, I'm embarrassed to say that that's what I do, it's for children, to become something that's like, no, I'm a comic book writer, I'm a comic book artist, or I'm a comic book lover. And that's something you should take pride in. And I'm glad, Stephen, that you brought that up, because it's something that all of us here at the panel... We love comic books. We love comic book culture. And we're happy to do this show every week. For Koi, Markeia, and myself, I'll see you next time.
1: Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa.